0: Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Real Life. I'm Lisa, and today we are going to be talking about the unconscious mind. This podcast is not intended to replace therapy, counseling, or seeing a psychiatrist. All information is researched and opinions are my own. I am a mental health registered nurse and professional content developer. So let's start talking about our unconscious mind. This is something we all share and that we all have. So let's get right to it. The unconscious is the vast sum of operations of the mind that take place below the level of conscious awareness. The conscious mind contains all the thoughts, feelings, cognitions, and memories we acknowledge, while the unconscious consists of deeper mental processes not readily available to the conscious mind. Much learning, especially recognition of complex patterns, takes place outside of conscious awareness. Similarly, many of the elements that go into judgments and decision-making are processed outside of awareness. Intuition, too, is a product of unconscious mental operations a set of assumptions swiftly assembled from cumulative knowledge and experience. Much of human motivation and interpersonal attraction also takes shape beyond conscious awareness. So we're going to talk about what's in the unconscious mind, how the unconscious mind works, well, let's start with what's in the unconscious mind. While it's difficult to measure what exists in the unconscious, scientists know that even fleeting perceptions too swift to register unconscious awareness can leave lasting imprints on the unconscious mind. Consciousness requires attention. But information can register in the the absence of directed attention. The unconscious is the repository of automatic skills, the source of stored memories, fantasy, and dreams. So why do we even have an unconscious mind? As I said, the brain is a very busy organ running the body, constantly taking information in through the senses, making decisions all at the same time. The unconscious is an engine of information processing, and most human functioning takes place in it. It is more important than the brain taking in information than really, then you know how it got it. Who was the first person to talk about the unconscious? Who do you think? Three, two, one. Sigmund Freud was the first person to draw attention to the importance of the unconscious mind. And that's all I'm going to go into. So... Is the unconscious the 90% of the brain we don't use? Hmm. That is a persistent myth that people use only 10% of their brain. So you actually use much of what you know unconsciously. For example, Once the brain masters complex skills like typing, it relegates them to the unconscious. You perform them automatically without having to summon up knowledge of where each letter is on the keyboard and laboriously decide how to strike the right key. Another question. Is my unconscious hiding things from me? It is popularly believed that the unconscious mind harbors dark desires and thoughts that would embarrass us, or worse, if they were spoken or acted upon. That belief is a legacy of Freud, who was the first to recognize the importance of the unconscious, what he assumed was a rolling reservoir of sexual drives and improper impulses, modern science indicates is more a highly efficient information processor. Another thing do dreams come from the unconscious? as i had mentioned in my podcast called nightmares you you really want to check that one out it's pretty interesting uh but going back to this do dreams come from the unconscious no one knows for sure where dreams come from why we dream or whether dreams have any meaning at all although dreams seem related to experience in some way, it's not clear what links the many seemingly random elements that appear in dreams. Many neuroscientists contend that dreams necessary for long-term memory storage are dumping grounds of unusable information. So how does the unconscious mind work. This is really interesting stuff. Why? Because we each have an unconscious mind. Don't you want to know about yourself a little better? Here we go. Researchers know that the unconscious mind, your unconscious mind does the lion's share of the brain's work. They don't know exactly how all of it gets done, and it is an active subject of study. For example, one major area of research is how emotions take shape in the unconscious. Information is stored associatively in the brain, which is largely bundles of pathways of association, far too many to remember, but usually responsive to activation when needed. What behaviors come from the unconscious? All of us automatically tend to imitate the physical behavior of others, including their emotional displays, a response generated unconsciously and thought to be an important contributor to the ancestral human need for social cohesion. Don't argue with this. It's researched. It's facts. You do imitate the physical behavior of others. We're sort of like uh, other mammals. But anyway... Much research shows that feelings arise in the unconscious as everyday events stimulate networks of associations. And while we may be aware of the feelings, we often don't know how how they arose. Another question. Is our unconscious mind smarter than the conscious mind? Well, the unconscious mind processes information faster than the conscious mind. And intuition is exhibit A. But it is neither smarter nor more stupid, if you will, than the conscious mind. It is an essential part of our normal mental operations, as most human behavior is a mixed product of both conscious and unconscious brain activity. Take riding a bike. The motor movement is automatic, but the steering better be highly conscious. Does that make sense? Another question. Will your unconscious mind make you do or say self-destructive things? Yes or no? How many yeses? How many noes? Here's the answer. The unconscious mind evolved as a way to help us survive. It's not bent on anyone's destruction. It is sometimes referred to as the shadows of the mind because it was thought to be a shadow of the real mind. Although it is not a black hole of unacceptable impulses, it can be a source of hidden beliefs, biases, so-called implicit bias, fears, and attitudes that affect everyday thinking and behavior. So, the next thing is, how do therapists work with the unconscious mind? First of all, Psychotherapy is a form of problem solving with an expert at knowing where to find the source of the problem. After all, it's hard to get rid of a problem unless you know why you have it, right? Most forms of psychotherapy aim to bring into conscious awareness hidden beliefs and fears often acquired during childhood so that they can be critically examined and their current value determined. The goal is to make people aware of the deeper reasons for their behaviors and feelings in order to enable change to more satisfying ways. So then we ask the question, why are therapists interested in the unconscious mind? Well, unpleasant emotions, unwanted thoughts, hidden beliefs that nevertheless influence behavior, unproductive behavior patterns, fears, all are problems people may bring to therapy in the hope of relief. Most problems resist the simple desire for change because they have some component that makes sense with memories or beliefs stored at a level below conscious awareness. So, what sorts of problems can be fixed by working with the unconscious? Unconscious beliefs and feelings can be a hidden source of distress, leading to such common problems as self-defeating thoughts, anger, spending sprees, and many forms of compulsive behavior in individuals. The same sources of distress can also set off painful patterns of Interactions between partners in a relationship and members of a family, which often show up as behavior problems in a child. So how does therapy make the unconscious conscious? There is no hocus pocus to psychotherapy. Therapists are good at listening to people Tell their stories and based on solid knowledge of how the mind works and especially patterns of association, discerning clues to their motivations, beliefs, and feelings. They are also experts at asking the kinds of questions that help people examine the meaning of past experiences and recognize the triggers. For unproductive behaviors, all pave the way for positive change. I hope you enjoyed this short overview of the unconscious mind and what it is, and why we even have it, and how psychotherapy approaches working with the unconscious mind. Without getting into cramming a 16 week course of information into a 20 minute (laughs) podcast. So I I hope this gave you just a, a glimmer of an idea of the unconscious mind. This is real life. I'm Lisa. And remember to stay well.